be one of those people who watches the Major League Baseball playoffs? Yeah? I'm not. I'm not. Never have been. I spend the offseason, at least from the baseball perspective, just further thinking about the local franchise. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the two teams that, as of today, are both active on our local sports scene. Word has it that there are baseball teams elsewhere active. I've just never gotten into it. I'm not sure why. I will watch... The NFL playoffs, I will watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I have no use whatsoever for what happens in baseball once the Pirates have been done. And I've been that way since childhood, and I can't even really explain it. It's just always been that way. So while presumably everybody else who's interested in baseball was watching, I don't know, whoever's left in the playoffs, I was thinking about Paul Skeens. This crossed my mind yesterday, I swear, on my birthday, no less. No real reason for it. But it crossed my mind that I've mentioned a couple of times on this show, and I've written at least a couple of times in columns, that I'd have no problem if the Pirates bring up Skeens, you know, in late May or early June, or whatever the usual Super 2 timetable is. And the reason that I thought about it was that I don't actually feel that way, and I didn't word it particularly well. So if that sounds to you like I'm about to give you a walk back, I'm not, really. It's more a point of clarity than anything else. My view of Skeens as to where he is right now as a pitcher, as it applies to being big league ready, is that he could probably, probably benefit from a month or two in the minors. Anyone who paid attention to what he was doing after the draft and what the team was doing with him, it was just a series of one-inning hello and wave to everybody and say that he achieved a certain level and call it a day. They didn't want to stretch him out in any way, and I completely supported that. I didn't like Skeens' inning count at LSU. I thought it bordered on abuse, to be honest with you, by the time he got to the College World Series. And I would have been just fine if they had said, listen, kid, here's your $9.25 million bonus. Don't spend it all in one place and don't pitch until we all get back to Bradenton next February. I would have been totally all right with that. As it was, they seemed to manage it okay. I think he only ended up totaling six and two-thirds innings over his various stops. Like Each one was just an inning at a time. And then near the end, it got kind of clumsy because he was on the main broadcast of the parent club. And he blurted out that he was feeling some general fatigue. And what do you know, the next day, just like magic, they cancel his final minor league start. Like, oops. But whatever, no harm, no foul. And he was shut down at that point, And that was it. Here's, here's where I want to issue the clarification, though. Let's say 
that Skeens comes into spring training, and I'm talking about from the point of pitchers and catchers, and you see what this kid can do. You see the stuff, you see the velocity, you see the poise, and he gets into Grapefruit League games against big league hitters, and you can have that arranged. You can have that be something where he just lines up at the very beginning of the game, maybe only pitches an inning or two, whatever, but you get to see some of it. And you like what you see. And then he begins building up. Then he gets stronger. Then he gets more confident. Then he feels more like he belongs. And you still haven't sent him down. And let's take it further, even though this shouldn't technically matter for a prospect, but just throwing it in there. Let's say that he's the best pitcher the Pirates have. Not best in terms of potential. Best right on the spot that they've got throughout the month of March. Let's say, just for argument's sake, that he's everything that you'd hope at that stage, without overstating it, without, you know, coming in and suggesting that he's the next Nolan Ryan or whatever, but that he's everything that you'd hope for at that stage. If the Pirates allow themselves to dig enough of a hole for themselves where they allow Skeens to show this much, that actually might be the key. And then they decide to send him down, and it's super crazy transparent that the only reason they're doing it is to save a few bucks on Super 2 arbitration a handful of years from now. No, that's not okay. If they're primary motivation for sending this kid down, I'm going to say this again, is to save money, and not even that much, three years down the road, that's not okay. And that should be called out by absolutely everyone having even the most remote interest in this franchise. Because there's no reason for the Pirates to be thinking about saving a few bucks three years down the road when it comes to this kid, this special kid, and their own stance that the 2024 season is the first one out of this management's tenure that'll matter from a contention standpoint. They should have nowhere to hide in that event. Now, I'm telling you guys a lot that I don't believe in preemptive anger, so I'm not going to get all goofy here over something that hasn't happened. Here's hoping that they do the right thing. Here's also hoping that the other scenario that I offered leading into this happens as well, because you want Skeens to be that special kid. So if you want to know what I think is a realistic scenario out of all this, it's that Skeens would mow some people down early. The pirates would convene amongst themselves and say, all right, that's enough. And then send him down to minor league camp. Just remember where you heard it when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. An eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and 
you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from John, who in reference to yesterday's episode that was about David Bednar and his waving the terrible towel at the Steelers game at the invitation of the team and being a big part of the renegade cheer and all that other stuff. John says, DK, this is exactly why I don't think the Pirates should trade Bednar. Pittsburgh embraces their own and loves a blue-collar folk hero. Bednar is both. He's also been one of the five best closers in the game for a couple seasons now. Ben Charrington would do well to lock him up on a long-term deal. John, I'm not immune to this type of thinking. I, I never have been. I'm a big believer in the sentimentality of sports, and I love a good local lad story as much as the next guy, especially when it's a Pittsburgh kid playing in Pittsburgh. There's something that's just different about that. But one thing I'd always be careful to do is to separate that from any, any conversation about a contract. Yeah, it's in the mix. The Pirates use Bednar in a lot of ways, and they should. He's their employee. They're paying him. He's got to listen. And he takes care of business for them. He really does. He's a great, not good, but great soldier when it comes to promoting the brand. But when you're talking about contracts, someone like a Charrington, someone with his personality, uh, real analytical, mathematical, whatever it is that you want to use as a label there, he's going to see and hear and feel all that stuff himself about Bednar, the warm and fuzzy, including being the team's Roberto Clemente Award nominee. But it's going to have to show in the stats. It's going to have to show in the potential value, and not to mention the risk-slash-reward factor. Closers, they don't often get paid at this stage of a pitcher's career. And taking that further, they don't often get paid by lower revenue teams like the Pirates. What you'll see is some $250 million team or whatever that's in the playoffs, and they have a hard time getting through a certain round. They get frustrated because somebody blew a lead along the way, and they'll go and spend a gazillion dollars on some big name with some dramatic entrance music and everything else, and everyone thinks their problem is magically solved. It it tends not to be, but they think that, and therefore the value gets assigned at a certain level. You don't see that with teams like 
the pirates, the brewers, and others. There's a general belief, in fact, among most GMs, regardless of their revenue scale, that closers are dispensable. Closers can be replaced fairly easily. If you think about the Pirates' own history, it's kind of weird, but over the last 20 years, for all the failure they've had as a franchise, man, can they find themselves some closers, right? They got closers. You go back to, I'd say, maybe starting with Mike Williams and then just work your way on. You can come up with a wonderful list of guys who got it done in the ninth inning. And in a lot of cases, guys who ended up making the bulk of their money somewhere else, mostly because it just didn't make sense to pay them in Pittsburgh. Not ma- This one's not a matter of being cheap. The thing that I mentioned in the opening segment is this isn't. This is just, you know what, we're just going to make somebody else the closer then. Bednar is an outstanding closer. Bednar is an outstanding citizen. I am so totally with you. I hope he can find a way and the team can find a way to make something happen for a long time to come. But I really wouldn't begrudge the Pirates on this one, and I definitely wouldn't shove the local thing in their faces. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. Going to do another one of these tomorrow. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.